Hey everybody. Did you know that human connection is a fundamental human need which is severely lacking in contemporary society? Mobile digital technology, the internet, and the global pandemic have deepened the chasms between us. How many meals have we missed in the past years? How many chances to sit at a table, to talk, to break bread? Here at Richard's Famous, we've noticed, but we're here to say, don't trip out on this one too hard. Thanks to capitalism and the great American supply chain, we can still find a human connection through the stuff we buy. Our consumer-based, conglomerate-friendly mass production culture has created a metaphysical spider web, connecting people all over this crazy rock floating around in space that we call the world through products. Kind of what this episode coming up is about. And if you ask me, it's kind of effing cool. So hey, buy yourself that thing today, huh? Come on. Do it. You're worth it. And now, let's jump into the brine. Today's episode starts, as so many stories do, with a meal. Mm. Hello. Hello. Hey, how are you? My friend Ian hosts a podcast where he interviews inanimate objects about their inner lives. So you could say that he's a man who finds wonder in the everyday. It seems the other night that Ian and his wife Emily had a hankering for dinner. We've all been there. We got takeout from Goldberger, which is a restaurant you recommended. Right. Which I love. So we got a couple burgers and fries. Couple burgers, couple fries, and then to complete the meal. They put Heinz ketchup packets in the bag. Heinz ketchup packets. Emily pulled out the ketchup packet to put ketchup on her fries. And this is when something crazy happens. Something so mysterious, so inexplicable, an entire podcast had to be made about it. Emily pulled out the ketchup packet to put ketchup on her fries, and the ketchup packet was sealed. Uh, there was no, no opening. It had not been used, but it was completely empty. It was only filled with air. <laughs> And two of the Heinz ketchup packets that we received were unmolested, unopened, but filled only with air. Filled with air? Like plump? I would say semi-plump, but there is definitely no ketchup in there. Okay. But I'd be lying if I said I haven't thought about it since touching the packet. What did it feel like? It was like an old balloon. Why haven't you opened them? It seems like a special thing to have. They were made this way and somehow got all the way to me. I'm curious about all the other people that were experiencing the same thing as me. How many ketchup packets do they make a day? Could have been thousands of people all experiencing the same thing all over the place. 
just want to know what happened. Yep, that's podcast weather, all right. To answer these questions, I knew I'd have to go back in time to the 1950s to research the history of American condiment container design, but I couldn't stop there, no. I'd have to look into the role design played in the story of ketchup overall. And to tell that story, I knew I'd have to talk about Henry J. Hines, the man who created ketchup as we know it back in the late 19th century. Of course, you can't tell the story of Hines without tracing the roots of tomato ketchup itself. I'd have to look at the effect colonial trade between England, Indonesia, and the Philippines had on worldwide condiment cuisine back in the 18th century. But I couldn't stop there. No, I'd have to go back to Imperial China, 300 BC. That's where the earliest evidence of ketchup can be found. And to really answer the central question here, I'd probably have to study the Southern Min dialect, from whence the word ketchup is said to originate. I guess to really do this right, I'd have to put my podcast career on hold, take out a few loans, head back to school. It'd be worth it. I'm going to college. It's a jungle out there. Gotta look out for number one. Don't step in number two. I'm Richard Parks III, and you're listening to Richard's Famous Food Podcast. Richard's Famous Food Podcast is not your normal podcast. No way. This is a podcast where I use my gigantic brain and skills as a nonfiction narrative storyteller to take something small and seemingly insignificant. Something you might look at and go, eh. And then I blow it up with my big old podcaster brain until it's so big and sprawling and interconnected that it blows your face off with how interesting it is. Woodcast? Woodcast. Woodcast. Let me put it this way. This is a podcast where I make you go, it makes your brain go, See if I can do a little rap using only anagrams for podcasts to round this section out. It's a podcast uh, that adopts and co-ops the codas. Postdocs and tacos. Cod and potatoes. Cats pod CPA dot tap. Odd. So on this episode of Richard's Famous, I'm going to look into the mystery of Ian's empty ketchup packets. Let's get into it, shall we? I knew where I had to start. Goldburger. It's the restaurant Ian had visited at my recommendation. It serves one of my favorite burgers in town, and apparently, off the menu, empty ketchup packets. My name is Alan Yalent, and I own and run and live inside of Goldburger Restaurant in Highland Park. Of his handful of ketchup packets, there were two that were just empty. They weren't open, they were just empty. He used the word unmolested. <laughs> okay. Things were going well with Alan, so I decided to dig deeper. Have you ever seen an empty ketchup packet pass through your shop? Uh, yeah. Is it a common thing? No. Did you see any on Wednesday night? No but I have seen, like, one. You've seen one ever? Yeah. Wow. So you remember it? Yeah, because I was like, this is empty. (laughs) Did you open it? No, I threw it away. Why didn't you open it? Because I I could feel that it was empty. (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay, we have fun, don't we, guys? Are there identifying markers on a packet of ketchup that would give you more information about its provenance that might help me, like, trace something back? Interesting. Um, let me see. Let me look at the case. I could DM you pictures of uh, the case. There's, like, stamped, uh, like, looks like a serial number and a time. And then there's, like, two dates. And then the package has, like, a, a number on it, like a serial number as well. Do you think that that's the case that you were getting ketchup out of on Wednesday night? I would say no. Oh, shoot. Is there any way to get that same info off the case you might have been using on Wednesday? It's probably in my recycling. Would you mind digging around in your recycling to find that case, please? <laughs> Are you doing it right now? Yeah. Where is it? There it is. Yeah, this has to be it. Yeah. Cool. I got the box. Dope. With a photograph of the case and its identifying markers in hand, I'd be able to trace Ian's empty ketchup packets back through the great American commercial supply chain. But first, let's take a little break. Money, 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 money. And now, back to the show. Richard, may I help you? Yeah, hi, my name's Richard Parks. Um, I'm a journalist and I... The wholesaler would be the last place those packets passed through before making it to Goldberger. So if any other empty ketchup packets made it to market, they'd have passed through there too. Into something that happened with one of your clients. They get ketchup from you and somebody who ate at their restaurant ended up with two empty packets of ketchup. Okay. I'm trying to figure out how this happened. I'm not agreeing. I'm just listening to you. You're not agreeing? No. I don't know uh, what you're talking about. I'm just wondering, you know, how common it is that um, a to-go packet of ketchup might end up empty. It was completely sealed. There's just nothing inside of it. I, I never heard of it. You've never heard of empty ketchup packets? No. This is not a complaint at all or, you know, um, nothing bad has happened. It's more just a curiosity. It's hearsay. Yes, uh, well... It is hearsay, but I believe that my source is being truthful. What was this lady hiding? I'm going to have to end the call now. Undeterred, I inspected the details on the box from Goldberger. There were the standard markings, Heinz logo, seven gram packets, couple QR codes, but then printed over top of that in a different font, additional markings, which appeared to be unique. 
a date, a time of day, and a series of letters and numbers. But it was on the bottom of the box that I found my next clue. It looked like a serial number, and just above it, the insignia of another company. My next phone call. Security. Hi. Um, Hello, security. Yeah, is this International Paper Company? Yes, it is. Secure, I'm security for them. I explained what I was after. Have you ever heard of anything like that? Uh, no, no. Uh-uh. I, I, I've had it happen with my sugar. What did you think when you got a couple empty packets of sugar? Sure. I, I am sorry. I would love to take your survey, but I'm at work and we're switching shifts. Oh. Okay, so I really don't have the time. You probably have to call Heinz. Yeah. Heinz, of course. The company that made the ketchup that went inside the packets. Or, in this case, didn't go inside the packets. Heinz would be the proverbial last link in the supply chain story, so, of course, I wanted to give them my survey. Thank you for calling the Kraft Heinz Company. We are currently experiencing high call volume. For quickest response... Good afternoon. Thank you very much for calling the Kraft Heinz Company. This is Samantha speaking. Who do I have the pleasure of speaking with? My name is Richard Parks. I actually have a podcast, and I'm recording this call for that, if that's okay. That's fine. How small are we today? Well, a friend of mine got a couple... I took Samantha through the story, beat by beat. Sealed completely, and there was no product in it, correct? That's correct. There's some information on the box. What is the date on there? There's two dates. One and we went over the box in every detail. Okay. Is there any letters mixed with that? Yeah, so M as in Mary. Alright, is it okay I put you in a quick minute hold so I could see what's going on here? Yes, of course. Thank you. Hey. Catch a pack of mystery. Gonna solving on a podcast. Catch a pack of mystery. Let's do this for real, huh? Hey, yeah, catch a pack of mystery. They're indeed solving on a podcast. Catch a pack of mystery. Anyways. Okay, uh, Richard, thanks for holding. So right now, our um, headquarters... But as soon as Samantha got back on the line, her tone changed. They have to um, answer your questions. I wouldn't be able to. I'm sorry. Oh, I see. It's because of my podcast. That's correct. That information I wouldn't be able to provide you. It does to go through our headquarters, Richard. I mean, if I wasn't a member of the media, would you be able to give me more information? Well, normally what happens most likely is just reported to our back office, letting them know about what's going on. Thank you so much for calling the Crown Finance Company. Bye-bye. Another dead end. I had such high hopes for this podcast episode, but I haven't even been able to answer the basic questions like, how does an empty ketchup packet end up empty? I decided to take a drive to clear my head. Can't believe I'm here again at a low point. I always end up here. Richard, 
Over here in the glove box. Uh, who are you? <laughs> Open up the glove box and find out, man. Open it. Okay. It's me, man, the ketchup packet that lives inside your glove box with the Starbucks napkins and your registration. Right. Mommy, explain how those ketchup packets end up empty? Yeah. Right, so imagine like a big steel vat of ketchup with like a little squirter at the bottom. Squirt. So that squirter shoots the ketchup into the packets. It's all automated. Pretty cool. Squirt, 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 squirt. Next! Squirt, 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 squirt. Keep it going, fellas. On occasion, the ketchup runs out. But the squirters keep going. But instead of ketchup, it's air they're squirting into those little packets. Right, so if you end up empty, get past quality control, and then end up on the open market. Bingo! It's not the most mind-blowing explanation. True, but remember, Ian's questions weren't just about how it happened. That's right. I'm curious about all the other people that were experiencing the same thing as me. Could have been thousands of people all experiencing the same thing. Same curiosity all over the place. I think you may have been asking the wrong questions, bro. I think you're right. I think there might be a way to raise the stakes here, bro. Yeah, let me try something here. Just uh, let's put on that epic podcast music again. Get it, bro. Reset those story stakes right here, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm about to. Just let me try it. <clears throat> This isn't just a story about ketchup packets. Nope. It's about a guy who found this weird little thing, something you might look at and go, <laughs> and he saved it. He didn't even open it, bro, because it made him feel something inside. What if somebody else was in Seattle and they got their ketchup packet and that person and me were having the same thought in our head at the same time? Putting two strangers 3,000 miles from each other <laughs> in sync just because of a malfunctioning squirter somewhere. That's pretty wild. Is there anyone else out there like him? Ah! Go get him, bro! Good cat, good cat. I DM'd everybody who'd posted photos from Goldburger the week Ian had visited. Did you order fries with your burger? I did, I did. <laughs> did you get ketchup? Was there anything peculiar about your packets of ketchup? Uh, I'm not sure. I didn't look at them. No luck. I decided to expand my search. I DM'd everybody who'd posted about empty ketchup packets on social media going back years. On Reddit, I found about a dozen photos of empty ketchup packets, but all of those packets had been ripped open. How could they be considered special by their owners? And honestly, how could we verify they'd once been unmolested but empty? It's your thing. I started finding other empty things. This was in the box, completely empty. A customer complained on Amazon about an empty, unopened energy bar wrapper. Hey Richard, it's Jordan. My friend got a sealed fortune cookie wrapper with no cookie inside. Just this sealed pillow of air. A six pack I bought at the market contained an empty beer can, which I threw out before I discovered that empty cans are the most valuable empty thing out there. You can find them for sale online for hundreds of dollars. But I was looking for somebody who kept the sealed empty thing for themselves because it made them feel special. That person would never put the thing on eBay to make a quick buck. And that person was seemingly nowhere to be found. I don't want to live in a world where there are people who are completely unmoved by an empty ketchup packet. Yeah. What if I'm the only one? Hello. 
Hi, is this uh, Eva? Yes, it is. Hi. Hey, it's Richard. Hi, my name is Eva. I'm 17 years old. I'm in high school, live in Houston, Texas, and I was lucky enough to discover an empty ketchup packet. Thanks for getting on the phone with me about this. <laughs> yeah, no problem. I've been waiting for someone to recognize the value of that ketchup packet. So, <laughs> <laughs> What is the value of it to you? It is very, very valuable, but like my friends and like my mom didn't, they, they thought it was so stupid. And I see it as like a bragging, right? So like, I'll tell people like, yeah, I have an empty ketchup packet. And then they'll just be, I mean, they've never had one. So it's like. It's like finding a four leaf clover or something. Exactly. So maybe it was like a lucky thing. It could be like a luck charm. I keep it on my desk, like where I do my work and stuff. So you still haven't opened it? I still have not opened it. I, I will, probably won't be doing so. Why not? Because that would take away its value. Same thing happened to my friend. Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool. I've never, I haven't met someone who's done that yet. He's just like, how many other people are going through this like at the same time as me? <laughs> to start a club about it. Yeah, exactly. Um, Anything else you want to say about this? Um, nothing else is coming to mind. I'm really trying to think, but I think we went through it all. Cool. Nice discussion. <laughs> I think so, too. Nice discussion. Let's leave it at that, shall we? Before we go, let's take a moment to imagine all the other people listening to this podcast. The separate lives they lead. Are they a lefty or a righty? Side sleeper or back? Who bullied them? Who loves them? Do you think you'd get along? Now picture the Earth floating in space. Everyone you love, everyone you know, everyone you've heard of, every human being who ever was lived out their lives here. Every hunter and forager, every hero and villain, every creator and every destroyer of civilization in the history of humankind. All of them on a speck of rock floating in a moat of dust suspended in a sunbeam, in a solar system, in a galaxy that compares in size and significance to our universe as any little ketchup packet might appear to you or me. Chickaboom. Richard's Famous Food Podcast is made by me, Richard Parks III. This episode was edited by Caitlin Esch with original music by Jonathan Snipes. If you like the show, please share it with one friend today. See you soon. And now, baboon to the moon. Richard's Famous Food Podcast. We got a catch a pack of mystery. Okay. They're empty. Solving on a podcast. Catch a pack of mystery. It's here.